Welcome to Civil Discourse. This podcast will use government documents to illuminate the workings of the American government and offer context around the effects of government agencies in your everyday life. And now your hosts, Nia Rogers, public affairs librarian, and Dr. John Augenbaugh, political science professor. Hey, Augie. Good morning, Nia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, another uh, uh, icy, uh, freezing rain day here uh, in central Virginia. Yes. Well, uh, today's podcast episode uh, uh, is uh, about a government commission um, uh, known as the Rogers Commission, which was created to investigate um, uh, what catastrophe, Nia? The Space Shuttle um, Challenger. Correct. And the reason that I am attached to this is I was watching it when it exploded because I was in a class where they were talking about the unique composition of the people on the Challenger, right? It was the first teacher in space. There's a, there, was, there were lots of interesting experiments that were going up. And so we were watching and then it broke into two pieces and, uh, and there was 100% loss of life. Yes. Um, um, and, and it was sad. It was sad because uh, I believe that was the first, wasn't that the first time that we lost um, astronauts? Like, uh, s- sorry, um, we had a civilian. Yeah. Like we lost a person yeah. who was not a professional astronaut. That's, sorry, that's what I'm trying to get at. She was not a professional astronaut. She was sort of me, right? She was any person. Yeah, and, and, and for listeners, uh, you know, for me and I, in, in their social science research about this, you know, pretty much for every generation, there is some sort of an event that informs that generation's worldview. And for listeners, um, you know, for Nia uh, uh, and me, our generation, uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger uh, catastrophe, um, um, informed our generation's view of the world. Um, you know, much like you, Nia, uh, I was a college student um, and, uh, and, and I remember this quite clearly. I just finished lunch and I had uh, just walked into uh, a Spanish literature class and the teacher walked in and he was crying. And we asked uh, 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 the Spanish literature professor why was he crying? And the next thing you knew, um, there was uh, a TV on one of those racks brought yep. into the classroom, and we were watching uh, the replay of Challenger breaking up 73 seconds after it left the launch pad um, in Florida. Um, and this happened in uh, January 28th, 1986. Um, uh, and uh, it killed all seven members. As Nia pointed out, um, this was one of the first space shuttles um, that had civilians on board. Um, uh, The civilian uh, on this particular space shuttle um, was gonna be doing science uh, science experiments, um, which was, you know, definitely of interest 
to uh, high school and middle school science teachers. There were a number of schools uh, that, you know, were watching this, okay? Um, and they saw it in real time, okay? The, 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 the challenger breaking up, okay? Yeah, that's, I was actually in a biology class in college. Um, I was, a, it was my first year of community college and we were, he had the, that, what you're talking about, that big rack, like, like the TV on the big rack. Um, people won't even know what we're talking about, younger folks, but you could wheel them from room to room. That way each room didn't have a television the way uh, screens are ubiquitous in rooms now. But um, we were watching it because it was so cool. She's a teacher. She was going into space. She was going to do teaching in space. Like she was going to be teaching she was going to conduct experiments okay, exactly. while she was in space. I mean, how cool was that, right? Yeah. Okay. And and so and Krista McAuliffe. And she Yep. Um I'm and I'm we don't mean to point out her death as any more tragic because all of those people had loved ones, they had family, um, and they were a loss to to all of the people who knew them and loved them, it's it's slightly different with her for me because I didn't know the rest of them. And I mean, like didn't know her either, but I didn't know of them really. She had been made a big deal out of because she was uh, a civilian. A, a she, civilian, yes. what I think of as a regular person. Yeah. Most of the people who are in the astronaut crew have been in the military. They have trained for that sort of thing for their entire lives practically. So they're, you know, it, it's a little different, but anyway, it was also very shocking because I don't know that I'd ever seen anything like that just explode. Like, yeah, I mean, to put you know this, what I mean? Like you're going yeah, the, along and you think everything's going to be fine. And then, I mean, to put and this then the, you hear the, then you hear the tower saying what's going on, right? Like they don't, yeah. they can't see it because they're not I looking mean, put, at what we're looking at. To put this in context, NASA was, for most of its existence, considered the model federal government agency, right? Right. I mean, they had, you know, uh, uh, some uh, space flights in the 1960s, okay, that were failures, okay, that, you know, individuals lost lives. But once we made it to the moon, right? We seem to be getting pretty good at it. Yeah, we, you know, and and again, NASA was is a different federal government agency, right? It's not part of a department, okay? It's an independent agency, okay? Historically, it reports directly to the White House, right? right. So it was considered unusual, special, different, right? I mean, you know, this fulfilled. President John Kennedy's, you know, pledge that, you know, we're going to put a man on the moon, right? You know, by the end of this century. Yeah, you know, this, yeah, this was an example of, you know, American science, research, ingenuity, etc., all brought to bear. And then this happens. And a commission gets reported, right? How could this happen? Right? How could this happen? um so which which administration that would have been the reagan administration reagan? okay reagan that's yeah, right. yeah. oh that's right because he gave that speech about touching the face of god yes yes 
Um, and uh, 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 the, the Reagan White House created the commission um, and, and it had two purposes, uh, to determine the cause of the disaster and then make recommendations for change and improvement. And just like the Warren Commission uh, that we spoke about in a previous podcast episode, this commission did its work pretty quickly. Uh, the commission report was issued uh, on June 9th of 1986. So, I mean, you're basically talking about what? February, March, April, May, four months, four months. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that fast. Yep. Four months. Uh, the commission. Of course, the, can I just side note yeah, that, yeah. Uh, and I know you're going to get to this in a minute, so I don't want to take up too much time now, but there was also not a huge like conspiratorial, as, as people who may have listened to our previous episode on the Warren Commission, that only opened more questions in some people's minds than it answered. Yes. Whereas the challenger that that wasn't I mean, that was clearly not a like there was no missile that hit it. It wasn't a alien spaceship colliding, but like there was no kind of. Yeah, there they're was, like, oh, this is a technical problem and we have to figure out what happened on yeah, the technical there were not side allegations that, you know, the Soviet Union was involved or the Chinese had done something. There were no such allegations. Right. right? OK. This was what went wrong. Yeah, this is what went wrong and how do we avoid this in the future? Right. Um, and, in, and if you get a chance to read it, and, and again, on our research guide, uh, we'll have a link to the Rogers Commission report. It was a pretty stinging indictment of actually what was going on at NASA. Okay. Who's Mr. Uh, Rogers? Okay, so uh, Rogers uh, uh, was William Rogers. Um, he was uh, the chair of the commission. He was the uh, former secretary of state um, under Richard Nixon. And before that, he was the U.S. attorney general for President Eisenhower. But okay. it had, the, the commission had some pretty heavy hitters in regards to the United States you know, space program, right? So Neil Armstrong, okay, first human to walk on the moon from the Apollo 11. He was the vice chair. Um, uh, you had some, you know, uh, uh, scholars um, and uh, engineers. Um, uh, Richard uh, <laughs> Feynman, okay, uh, was the winner of the 1965 Nobel Prize in Physics. He was on the commission, okay? Um, you had people from the private sector um, who had provided, you know, either equipment or, you know, actual technology or, uh, 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 or, or, or you know, space shuttles. Um, so you had an engineer from Boeing, um, uh, you had physicists on there, um, uh, including uh, uh, Al Wheeling, uh, who was uh, the developer of the CIA's aerial surveillance program, what we refer to now as the drone program. Okay. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. So um, you have this combination of space experts, computing experts, physics experts, 
so and then you have astronauts right like you have armstrong and you have uh chuck yeager oh okay sound yep. barrier right he broke the sound barrier yes that yep. chuck yeager okay yep 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 okay so now so you have a combination of people who should be coming at it from a bunch of different angles you don't just have a government official type person you have a you have yeah and a lot it, of different what would go into making the science of this work yeah or not work you also had sally ride uh who was the first female um american astronaut okay um so you had actually people who were part of nasa you know at some point in their professional lives right okay so you know again in terms of uh, the, the commission representing diverse interests, it was pretty diverse with one notable exception. Okay. Okay. These were overwhelmingly white males. I mean, let's be very clear about this, right? White males and Sally ride. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. 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 Um, you know, by today's standards, okay. Um, it was not very diverse by 1980 standards. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, the Reagan administration actually took some heat from uh, uh, NASA stakeholders who were like, you know, this is going to be a hatchet job. You know, you guys are really going to be uh, uh, very critical of NASA. But the end product, I think, bears out how the, the, the commission was composed. You know, who composed the commission? Okay. Um, the, the Warren Commission was not particularly diverse, no. diverse either. Right. So that's a that's more of a modern concept. I think sometimes we forget. Even as late as the 80s, we weren't talking about a huge amount of diversity in leadership positions in a variety of of institutions. Um, I mean, you don't get the first uh, the first female uh, Supreme Court justice until the Reagan administration. That's correct. So, so you know, not super surprising that in government you're not seeing a huge amount of female leadership. Um, it, which president um, appointed uh, Justice Thomas? Uh, that was uh, Bush forty one. And he was the second, second African American, right after Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, right? so, Thurgood Marshall had been appointed by LBJ in the mid '60s. Uh, we don't get our first Speaker of the House until Nancy Pelosi in 2009. Okay. Have we had an African American Speaker of the House? Uh, no. So, so we're still working on this diversity oh, issue. I mean, it's a huge struggle. I mean, right. you know, it, it, it's a huge struggle um um and, and the thing is that it brings it would bring a bunch of different voices and different views and different um experiences to the table but at least they had at least they in this particular commission at least they had not just physicists but also people who had flown things that physicists build right like because those oh, yeah. are I mean, very is. different experiences jaeger's experience and <clears throat> and your guy that built the club i'm sorry al uh, wheeling al yeah. wheeling who built it you know that 
those are two very different experiences of the object that's being flown. Yeah, I mean, in, 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 and we're going to talk about this in just a few minutes, but the head of the commission, okay, uh, Rogers, okay, this guy didn't have a science background, okay? <laughs> he was a former Secretary of State and a former right. U.S. Attorney General, right? So he you knew know, how to gather information and he knew how to listen. Yes, right? I mean, this is a guy who got a law degree, right? This is a guy who was, uh, you know, who ran, you know, the, the U.S. diplomatic corps, <laughs> um, right? Um, this isn't a guy who knew the physics of, you know, how the space shuttle could get up into the air, orbit, orbit the Earth, okay, et cetera, et cetera, right? But he was a guy who could run a commission. Sure. Like, right. that's the good thing about having somebody who... Yes, right. Who can say, I don't know how to do something. Let me let me find the people who do. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in again. Although it was not all smooth sailing, right? Um, yes, uh, and in particular, Rogers and Richard Feynman um, uh, just did not get along, okay? Um, well, if you've ever heard Richard Feynman, um, like if you've ever watched him on YouTube, his, you know, his speaking style in, in interviews is, I would call it aggressive. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. And I can see where if you were a career diplomat, somebody like that might rub you the wrong way. Um, that doesn't mean you can't work together. And clearly they work together enough to get this, this report done. Feynman remind, reminds me, Nia, of of a particular stereotype, which is as a scientist, okay, he, you know, pursues the truth, right? Okay, you know, the scientific process is designed to go ahead and find truth, okay? Rogers, on the other hand, okay, is a government bureaucrat and was one most of his life, right? And in the government, trade-offs have to be made or else you just don't get things done, right? So, you know, I, you know, and I oftentimes think about, you know, government bureaucrats even today um, who bemoan politics, right? You know, the science behind climate change is pretty clear. And if we want to address it, then the government needs to do X, but, you know, politicians will go ahead and say, okay, what are the trade-offs? If we're going to go ahead and pursue remedies to climate change, what will that mean in terms of the nation's economy or the world economy? Right. What kind it's of- It's not that they're not recognizing truth. It's that they're saying, yes, but there are a lot of factors in how to, in how to apply the truth. Sure. I mean, because government policies, okay, don't operate in a vacuum, right? right? If we pursue X course, okay, will it have impact in other areas of public life? Okay. Right. I mean, you know, uh, listeners, you know, to give you an example, think about all the public health experts who have argued that if the government did X, 
okay, we would have already had COVID-19 under control, okay? Well, some of the things that they wanted to do, okay, would have thrown the nation's economy into a depression. If you're an elected official on your watch, do you want the nation's economy to be thrown into a depression? Right. Trying to figure out how to walk the line between, I mean, governors have been doing that since the beginning of this. How do we protect public health, but how do we also protect the economy and people's jobs as much as we're able to? And how do we protect schools and kids? And I mean, like, there's a lot of... Yes, right? So, I mean, even, for instance, Dr. Fauci has recognized that some of the things that he has said, okay, that the nation needs to do if it wants to get COVID-19 pandemic under control, okay, um, might not fly politically. He's acknowledged that, okay? He's acknowledged that, okay? But Feynman, as, okay, a scientist, is just like, you have me on this commission. We are studying why the Challenger, you know, broke up, why the disaster occurred. We should not pull punches. And Rogers is like, I'm not saying we pull punches, but if we're going to issue recommendations, these have to be realistic recommendations. Otherwise, they're never going to get adopted. Right? right. We can't say, and you should fire everyone at NASA and start over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we can't, that's not a realistic. Yes. Right. Outcome for this, for this report. That's not a realistic thing we can say and have anybody take us seriously. We're going to have to thread a needle here. Okay. So I can see why that would be aggravating for the, the two of them. What was the, um, what were the findings, the major, the, the major findings? Well, in regards to what caused the disaster, what caused the Challenger to break up um, is probably one of the most famous, okay, <laughs> little pieces of equipment, okay, uh, 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 in regards to the U.S. space program, okay? Uh, ah, the infamous O-ring. yes. Which you can buy, by the way, at any hardware store. Yes. You can buy an O-ring. If yes. you want to know what one looks like. The O-ring sealing the field joint on the rocket boost booster failed, okay? And that basically allowed hot gases to expand, pressurize, if you will, um, and, uh, and allowed, if you will, the flame necessary to get liftoff to blow by the O-ring, okay, um, and make contact with an external tank on the shuttle, okay. And it the O-ring failed because of because it was cold in Florida, right? Well, cold for Florida. Let's let's keep in mind that cold in Florida is different than cold in like Alaska or Siberia, but. But yeah. it, it had gotten too cold, hadn't it? And it became stiff and yes or something okay. like that it was a design failure okay yeah. and the problem for nasa and this is where nasa really got criticized okay um and this is another finding in the commission um apparently the contractor uh morton thyrocall 
and NASA were, were aware of the design flaw with the O-ring, okay? They knew as early as nearly a decade before when they tested it, okay, um, that the O-ring sealing the field joint, okay, was unstable, okay? It was unstable. Well, that, I have to admit, makes me angry. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, and by the way... Uh, I, I mean, would they say, most of the time it'll probably be fine, but, you know, just in case we're going to basically fill something with rocket fuel, strap seven people to it and fling them into space, I don't want... It's probably going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not okay. That's... No, I want to know that with all the tests we've done on it, okay, this has never failed. Right. Okay. If it fails, it's going to be a shock and a surprise, not, oh, well, we knew that was possible. That's right. Okay. Um, and that's why the report concluded, and this is an, you know, this is a quote from the Rogers Commission report. This was an accident rooted in history. Okay. And the history was the decision-making process within NASA, okay? Neo, the Rogers Commission concluded that the night before the Challenger was set to, you know, be, you know, to be shot off into space, the night before, okay, um, there was a meeting to discuss, okay, any problems, okay, in regards to the Challenger flight, okay, and some of the engineers from the contractor, okay, um, reported uh, 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 concerns and uh, they urged a, de a delay in the Challenger flight um, in the review panel for NASA um, ignored the concerns that were raised. Yep. Okay, two things. One, the pre-launch meeting is a normal thing, right? They do that every time they're going to launch anything yes. into space the night before or the morning of or whatever. They have a meeting where they say, anybody have any problems? Anybody have any concerns? Bring it up. So did those guys say, we think it's been too cold and we're not sure it's going to hold and we should wait? For it yeah, to warm because, up. Yeah, the engineers were like, we've, you know, we've reported this, okay? We know that the O-ring is less stable in these kinds of weather conditions. We know that tomorrow, okay, it's going to be colder than normal in Florida. You know, we advise that we delay the Challenger space shuttle flight. Wow. Yep. Uh, you know, so the second thing that comes to mind is uh, I understand, and I'm not trying to slam NASA here because decisions are, are made. Um, I mean, I am slamming, actually. I am slamming NASA. I'm going to just go ahead and own it. Uh, I think that sometimes agencies allowed themselves to be pressured into things because of the expense of delay. Sure. I mean, if you've got the if you've got the shuttle sitting out there on the pad and you say, let's delay two days. 
and anything happens to the shuttle in that time and it can't fly then it's then it costs millions of dollars to fix and you know so i understand from that side but the the human cost should have outweighed any financial cost of waiting for a couple of days if somebody says well 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 we have a problem here uh, i what on earth would go through your mind to say well but it's probably going to be fine well in 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 me the issue you just raised is one of the findings of the report oh okay which is nasa did not have a robust accountability check in their operating systems in their decision making process right okay um and and that was viewed as a significant problem in nasa's decision making process okay um you know yeah there was pressure to go forward with challenger right i mean think about for instance how you and i opened the podcast episode talking about why challenger was so cool right we had a civilian a school teacher who was going to be doing experiments right Okay, we had schools across the country that were watching this in real time. Right. right. We had lots of little kids that were watching this in real time, too, which is, I'm sure, a thing that they were traumatized by. Okay, yeah, they were traumatized, but think about it on the opposite but, end. But how cool would it have been if, if it had gone? Yes, right? Okay. Right. I mean, and, and this reminds me of an old West Wing episode, right? Um, and, and, and I know you and I make reference to that TV show probably with too much regularity. But Nia, you <laughs> might remember the episode. Um, uh, 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 President Bartlett is uh, gonna be holding a real-time conversation with school kids, okay, about uh, what, uh, um, uh, a space flight, right? Okay. Right, and CJ um, tells him not to be a know-it-all. She tells him. Yeah, right, but it ends up getting delayed. And uh, they're having an internal debate as to uh, what the whether the president should can, should go forward with the conversation with kids and CJ's point is yeah you should right because we should go ahead and tell kids it's all right to go ahead and fail oh I know what it was it was a uh, it was a, a a satellite okay and the images were not being uh, uh, reported back uh, to Earth right right okay in 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 CJ's point was. Yeah, we should. We should tell kids. Okay. Sometimes it's failed. You know, you fail, but you should go ahead and do it anyways. Right. right. Okay. In this particular instance, okay, there was so much political pressure to go forward with it. Okay. And NASA managers were just like, you know, we can't go ahead and say, no, there's going to be a delay. Okay. Because, you know, we got all, you know, we got all of this set up okay and people are expecting this right the world is watching yeah the world's watching right but in hindsight as you pointed out uh, nia okay the alternative is the you know the, the 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 challenger breaks up okay and we have little kids watching the loss of human life in real time right okay Right, because we don't generally show that, at least on American media, we don't generally show 
people who have passed away. Like that's not our, no, you know, they almost always pan the camera away from actual bodies or anything like that. And there was no time to do that. There was no time to pan away as, as it's watching in real time and it's breaking up in real time. You know, it, it's, I don't know, that must've been, I, I, as a person who remembers it very clearly when I was a, a college student, I can't imagine how I would have felt if I'd been in the fifth grade. Oh, that would have, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that would Nightmare, yeah. nightmare scenario. My parents would have been dealing with that for, for weeks of, you're not gonna go out and explode, are you? I mean, like, you know, just cause kids, you know. Anyway, so did it change NASA? Well, the Rogers Commission uh, offered nine recommendations. <laughs> um, uh, there's an entire chapter of the Rogers Commission on recommendations, okay? And it's broken into uh, 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 subtitles, right? Okay. So they had nine recommendations, and I'm just going to read the recommendations out loud. Design and independent oversight. Shuttle management structure, astronauts in management and shuttle safety panel, Crit criticality review and hazard analysis, safety organization, improved communications, landing safety, launch abort and crew escape, flight rate, and maintenance safeguards. Right? So, <laughs> The Rogers Commission basically told NASA, you guys need to go back to the drawing board in regards to your organizational structure, how you make decisions, okay, the flow of information from top down to down up, okay? Basically go back and rethink your entire way of doing business. Yes, okay. So it didn't change NASA a little, it changed NASA a lot. Well, that was the recommendation, okay? But as listeners may recall, in two, 2003, we had another space shuttle disaster, Columbia. So NASA didn't adopt the, the standards that the Rogers Commission tried to set up. Yeah, because the Columbia accident had an investigation board which concluded that NASA had failed to learn many of the lessons from the Challenger disaster, okay? Well, that's it, frustrating. Oh, it's extremely frustrating, okay? It's extremely frustrating, okay? And, 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 and Nia knows this because I put this in the uh, 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 prep notes that I always write up before we do a podcast episode, okay? I am such a geek. <laughs> You're an academic. Yes, yeah, I'm an academic, right? But when I was a doctoral student and I was taking a mandatory organizational behavior class, okay, me and four of my classmates did a study, okay, about the space shuttle Challenger and what it what it said about the organizational behavior and structure of NASA, okay? And the, the Rogers Commission report pointed this out and the Columbia uh, Review Board, uh, Investigation Board uh, made a similar, if you will, conclusion, 
and that is okay um nasa did not set up a safety oversight function within the agency after challenger okay they were still so focused on getting missions okay underway okay that safety was still a not was still not a paramount concern for the agency okay um listeners can't see this but i'm shaking my head because um i mean so that's 14 lives yes that's 14 lives that that cost because because on columbia seven people died as well like uh, how, how much do, how many losses do you have to have before you figure out that you probably should go back and listen to the to the commission's report especially since the commission was not a bunch of people who hated nasa oh no Yeager no, no. didn't hate nasa armstrong didn't hate nasa ride didn't hate nasa um richard Feynman might have but <laughs> yeah. but you know but i mean like a lot of those even, people yeah, I'm not even sure Feynman hated NASA. Feynman hated the fact that NASA, okay, chose not to go ahead, okay, and and acknowledge science. Right. Okay. But, but you know, those were not people who were saying, "We hate this agency and we want to see it destroyed." There have been agencies where the people who are in charge of them have wanted to destroy them or have wanted to hobble them in some way that was not what this was this was y'all need to fix this because people are going to keep dying if you don't and they didn't and then more people died so that's really frustrating i'm assuming that nasa has since columbia nasa has worked on on some of these questions. NASA is no longer the agency that it was after Columbia. That is um, correct. NASA has made significant changes. The, the space- They're also more diverse than they used to be. Uh, something that needs to be kept in mind with the engineering world is that back in the day, that was male and it was uh, white male dominated, but also hierarchical in a lot of ways engineering was very sort of you paid your dues and you worked your way up and there was this sort of hierarchy that i think is less true now because i think there's more diversity in engineering and there's more diversity of thought in engineering well, about how you get to problems and how you solve them yeah i mean nasa in many ways i mean think about this uh nia nasa in many ways was an offshoot of the department of defense Right. You know, so you have a hierarchical chain of command, um, you know, people who are basically used to following orders. Um, you go along to get along. Right. And that had to change. Right. You know, if you don't have a culture and this is one of the things that um, I studied uh, when I looked at Challenger uh, as a doctoral student, you know, if the organizational culture does not encourage people speaking truth to power, then reporting mistakes, problems. I mean, even if there's not evil intent behind the problem, right? Okay. 
but if you don't have a culture that encourages people to go ahead and speak their mind, even if it means that you delay a space shuttle flight, or if it means that, okay, uh, a widely expected, widely publicized program, okay, gets delayed, then you're going to have problems. And in this particular instance, as you pointed out, we had two space sh sh shuttle disasters that emanate in part from NASA not having the kind of culture where those in the lower ranks could report safety issues and have those issues be taken seriously, right? right. Okay. Now, also to put this in context, NASA as a federal agency does not have nearly the kind of clout that it had pre-challenger, right? Um, you know, Congress has not funded it to the level that it once did. Um, we've had various presidents uh, who basically have said, we can't be focusing on a space program when we have, you know, problem, you know, we have public policy problems here on Earth that need attention. Right. right? I was going to say terrestrial problems. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, but I mean, well, and now you're seeing a huge amount of private industry entering into the, into the space game, right. With SpaceX and Elon Musk and all those other, uh, and, yeah. and now I think Jeff Bezos wants to, yes, <laughs> to do something in space. Uh, um, so I, I think that there's, that's the other thing is for the longest time, NASA was the only game in town. And now that there's competition in that it's going to cause everybody's game to get better because the best engineers are going to be are, are going to be paid more they're going to be right um given more opportunity to do stuff and more financial support yes. I, I, elon musk probably can fund his own nasa better than nasa can be funded right <laughs> so there's there's some really interesting things that are going to be happening going forward into space as it is as it becomes a much more commercial enterprise and a and a less governmental enterprise. And because the Roger Commission recommendations were largely ignored by NASA, or at least, you know, that's the accepted wisdom. Um, I recall uh, debate among government bureaucrats about whether or not we should get rid of the commission phenomenon going forward if executive branch agencies aren't going to change their behavior, right? Um, you know, for those who don't like the bureaucracy or who believe the bureaucracy is run by elites, okay, the quote-unquote ignored Rogers Commission findings gives them ammunition because they basically go ahead and conclude the federal bureaucracy is immune to change, even when it's been clearly identified that it needs to change, right? So, well, and it, it makes commissions look both toothless and like they're window dressing. Yes. I'm not going to actually solve the problem, but I'm going to pretend to solve the problem by throwing a commission at it. That's why, for instance, I have friends who work in the federal government, okay, who are extremely skeptical of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, 
wanting to create an, uh, a commission to investigate what happened on January 6th with the attack on the Capitol. Because they're like, are we just gonna be going through the motions? Is it PR, okay? And I appreciate that, except I counter with the 9-11 Commission, which we are going to talk about. Yes. And which had enormous effects on yes. the federal government and yes. are still having effects on the federal government. So it's not every commission. So if you're feeling, listeners, if you're feeling down about this particular commission, one, um, eventually things have changed at NASA. And two, not all commissions have an immediate effect, but some of them have a very immediate effect. Well, yeah, and I, I would still argue the Rogers Commission was necessary if for no other reason to go ahead and point out, okay, that a particular federal agency needed to change. Now, whether, well, whether and or not- And to address it, the shock yes, of the right. event. Yeah, I mean, because we needed answers, right? right? Again, to put this in context, NASA was considered, okay, the gold standard of federal agencies before the Challenger disaster, okay? I'm not making this up, right? Right. I mean, there are, you know, uh, public administration and business administration studies of how more federal agencies needed to be modeled on NASA before the Challenger disaster. And then there were a whole slew of studies afterwards to go ahead and say, this is how we should not do federal agencies. Right. Never mind. Forward, right. Okay. Never, never mind. Okay. Um, uh, but. but uh it i think though that i i i'm of two minds but i'm i'm going to come down on the side of sometimes we need these commissions and if they are given the appropriate charge right you are to investigate x thing not you are to investigate a sprawling involved like my worry about something like the january 6th is that it then morphs into investigating QAnon and various other, you know what I mean? Like all, all the, the conspiratorial sort of nonsense that all gets mixed up in all of that. It would be really hard. They're going to have to be a very careful about how they charge the group. And they're going to have to be very careful about the composition. Yes. Because if you don't manage those two things well, then you do have window dressing. You do have someone who, what good is this going to do and how is this going to change anything? Well, and the other thing is, and I've told this to students, a commission investigates and attempts to find explanations for why something typically bad has happened. But then it's up to the existing institutions to cause change. Right. Right. You know, if Congress wanted NASA to clearly change, it should have done more than just have a budget battle with the Reagan administration, okay, after Challenger, okay, about changes at NASA, okay? If Congress was truly interested in changing NASA, then they should have continued to put NASA's feet to the fire in the 1990s and the early part of the Bush 43 administration. That's what should have happened, right? If executive branch officials like presidents, like the director of NASA, okay, were interested, then they should have made it a priority, okay? 
we can still hold people accountable. If this is something that you don't want in the future, then you know, hold people accountable who have the authority to force executive branch agencies to change, right? right. Um, you know, if we don't like what's going on, for instance, um, an uh, 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 example is escaping my mind, but I mean, you know, that's how the government is supposed to work, right? Um, yes, we can go ahead and fault NASA. And mind you, okay, I think there's plenty of blame to go uh, to be spread around to include NASA quite clearly, right? Um, but at the same time, the Rogers Commission for me um, uh, was, was invaluable in showing how an agency's culture, structure, and decision-making process can lead to negative results, okay? Um, that yeah. Those are not merely academic matters. You know, these are not things that just academics debate. These have real life consequences. Right. Okay, they have real life consequences. Can we learn from those mistakes, right? I kind of sort of hope that we can, right? Okay, you know, that's the flip side of my, okay, well-established cynicism, Nia, is I still hope we can, right? Well, and I still think that commissions are a good thing. Sure. Um, when they're balanced and when they're charged properly, I think that they answer. Now, all, that being said, I don't think the Warren Commission answered as many questions <laughs> no. as you But I think that's unusual. I think the Warren Commission is unusual. I think that most commissions actually don't raise more questions than they answer. I think they they tend to be. Well, I mean, and back to a point that you made just a few moments ago, when we get to the 9-11 commission, but also when uh, 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 another podcast episode the, that we're planning, uh, listeners, is on the Brownlow Commission uh, about the reorganization of the White House. It had huge impacts, okay? Right. I mean, you made this point, okay, just a few moments ago, okay? I mean, they end up becoming, if you will, roadmaps for significant change, okay? Um, I mean, in, 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 you know. If you or they can serve as an example of, of what not to do, how this doesn't work when it fails is this, this particular commission is serving as an example of what happens when the commission is not listened to and is not, and its recommendations are not adopted. So that's, I mean, there is value in that. There is value in, I'm not saying that it excuses further on mistakes that lead to Columbia or anything else, but it does show us why you have commissions and why you should listen to the recommendations because when you don't the disasters continue or the problems continue oh it's an extremely important the uh, evaluation feedback okay it, it mean, reminds me a little bit of the post katrina <clears throat> oh well we've learned what not to do in this situation sure. kind of thing yeah yep so, I mean, then that, that's, that's a valuable thing to know. It's an extremely valuable thing to know, right? And you and I have talked about this before. On one hand, you would think that after 230 years, 
we would know how to go ahead and run a democracy. Okay, on the other hand, turns out, <laughs> remember, democracy is an experiment, right? We're it's complicated. It's complicated. We're still trying to figure things out. And for me, commission reports, particularly when they're well done, um, uh, 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 are extremely important on telling us, okay, this is this is how far we've come and this is how far we, you know, we got to go, right? Right. You know, this is what we do well and this is what we don't do well. Or, you know, this is how, you know, certain pathologies can exist and this is what perhaps we can do to change them, right? You know, it, it's kind of sort of like, you and I have uh, talked about this off air, Nia, about how when we do our, uh, go to our, uh, our uh, doctor for our annual physical right we know we're going to hear certain things that we should do to change right right but every once in a while the doctor okay i know mine does and i have a feeling yours does will go ahead and say you know augie <clears throat> uh, uh i don't know what you've been doing but this has improved now if i don't go to the doctor i'm not going to find out i'm doing something right whatever it is <laughs> to improve he also sometimes goes ahead and says, hey, I don't mean to worry you, but this is concerning me a little, right? Let's keep but, an eye on that. Yeah, but I don't know that unless, okay, I got a really well-trained, smart person saying to me, hey, Augie, you know, hey, good for you, or hey, you know, and again, that's the value of a commission report, right? It provides extremely valuable feedback yeah and i like that i like that as a the commission reports are sort of a an evaluative tool by a by a doctor of the of the health of the democracy yes. and the health of agencies yeah because i like that an, uh, analogy because in uh our future podcast episode when we take a look at the 9-11 commission uh a report this is a little bit of foreshadowing. I like to do this, right? You know, a little bit of a teaser, right? You know, it's like at the end of a, you know, the show you've been binge watching when they go ahead and say, and on the next episode, yep. <laughs> you know, so-and-so is, you know, is, is going to perhaps, you know, be killed off of the show, <laughs> you know, right? And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, right? But the 9-11 Commission report went ahead and verified what a lot of people had been saying, okay, in regards to how the United States processed intelligence that it gathered, okay, over the years, right? right? But to have that well-established commission come to that conclusion, all of a sudden drew a huge bullseye on, hey, we need to do this differently. Right. We got to fix this. Right. So anyways, uh, uh, again, uh, listeners, if you get a chance uh, to peruse uh, the Rogers Commission report, please do. It'll be linked on the research guide. Yep. Um, uh, and uh, I'm really glad, Nia, that uh, you wanted to do this because um, it, it definitely uh, uh, forced me to go ahead and uh, deal with some old memories that I probably should have gone ahead and processed far better than I did, you know, when I was, you know, <laughs> 19 years old. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, it was it was truly shocking as I was reading the Rogers Commission report how that that rush of memory. Okay. Right. Spanish literature course, right? Okay. You know, uh, like, oh, this is my, <laughs> yeah, right. My whole milieu has changed here. Yep. Right. Okay. Um, and how we were just devastated. I mean, the entire class, right? Yeah. In the, I mean, you were in a biology class. I was in a Spanish literature class, right? We were, we were about ready to read in Spanish, uh, uh, a 100 Years of Solitude. You know, and I was just like blown away by magic realism, you know, as a genre of fiction, right? Okay. And the next thing I know, we're like, oh my goodness, that's the challenger. It just broke up. Well, huh? Right. Okay. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. What this commission tries to answer. Yeah. And that's, I think that that comes back to all of the commission reports are trying to deal with some shock to the system. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Augie. Well, thanks, Nia. And I'll see you for the next commission report. All right. Have a good day. You too. You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries. Opinions expressed are solely the speaker's own and do not reflect the views or opinions of VCU or VCU libraries. Special thanks to the workshop for technical assistance. Music by Isaac Hobson. Find more information at guides.library.vcu.edu discourse. As always, no documents were harmed in the making of this